Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing news and feedback. It's just me and Matt. <laughs> it's like the old days. All that and more of that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, how you doing tonight, bud? I jumped the gun a little bit on that one, man. I'm sorry. No, it I was, felt good. I was excited. It felt just fine. It felt just fine. I always uh, scooch it a little bit anyway. Oh, okay. You slow so, me down. No, I no, I speed you up. I make, I make oh. it like boom, like you're right there. Oh, yeah. The, there we the go. the delay and all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always make you sound a little, a little quicker on the trigger than you are. Yeah. Thanks for making me sound better. Yeah. Like I'm, Always. Like I'm a mentally quick person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I try to make you sound mentally quicker and, you know, I take out all your, uh, you know, whatever. Sexism, My horrible slander. Racism, yeah. Slander yeah. towards all the nice people in the world. <laughs> yeah, slander toward every minority. Because <laughs> you know I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> uh, you ask me how I'm doing, though. I'm slanderously, slanderously. I am doing slanderously, sir. <laughs> Hope you have a slanderous week. <laughs> if I don't see you, have a slanderous afternoon, evening, and night. <laughs> wow, we pulled a Truman Show reference out. <laughs> wow. I feel like breaking the fourth wall has been the theme of the week, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, but you asked me how I'm doing, and other than slanderously, I've been stressed out so bad yeah. for the past couple of days. Well, you got a lot of big changes coming. Is it that, or is it work? Just regular work stuff. It's it's that. Um, I I I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, if any. Don't worry, it's just me and you. Yeah, it's just it's just you and me. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I'll talk about any details. But I accepted a uh, a job offer from a company in Southern California. So wow, I'm going to be moving out there uh, very soon. Like that's wild, man. I was. I mean, I was already planning to move out there around February, like beginning of February or so. Uh, but yeah. now it looks like with their offer. I can move sooner, so it's it might be like beginning of December now. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, man! So that's that's wild. That's wild. I look I look forward to coming and visiting out there. Maybe I'll try to play a few shows and move out there with you. Yeah, man. I'll just I'll yeah. keep a bedroom open for you. Sweet, thanks, bud. That's yeah. a big benefit to visit uh, L.A. <laughs> it's <laughs> expensive out there. Um, yeah. I was just thinking like a floor like you did in New York that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. I'll just leave the floor open then. No, no, no. Bedroom. Bedroom's no, better. No, it's cheaper this way. Bedroom's better. Bedroom's better. <laughs> How about better room? <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's talk about the news. The news? The, should we? <laughs> I think, I guess, that's what we do I mean, here. I mean, so, sometimes. So there's been like casting stuff and there's been a lot of rumors going around about a lot of things cuz like you know the like we've had a property and we had a finale last week of She-Hulk so now that there's no property to talk about every week everybody's like well let's start the rumor mill again so yeah but first one's like actually confirmed right like it is it been right. reported by maybe not by Marvel but reported by good sources that uh Yep we have uh, 
We have our, our first one that we're talking about is that is as reported by Variety, Harrison Ford is going to be replacing William Hurt as General Ross in the upcoming Captain America New World Order. That is wild. That's that is huge news. Yeah, it really is. And I feel I feel like he'd be a great fit for that character. Um, it means to me that like they have more for that character to do, which is, which is huge. Uh, they, they clearly had a head stuff that they felt like they couldn't just push off onto another character, which I mean, based on comics, I feel like we're looking at red Hulk, right? Probably. I mean, we have to be looking at red Hulk. I mean, you're not, you're not going to insist on bringing uh, a change in an actor if you don't have like something that you definitely need to do with it. I feel like, and that would be the thing to do with that character. I feel, yeah, you know, yeah, that would. I mean, they teased it in She-Hulk, like, oh, it's another Hulk, but he's red. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I know who you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Harrison Ford is a freaking powerhouse, right? From what I understand, uh, the leader is supposed to be like the villain of mm-hmm. of Captain America: New World Order, uh, which is odd that that's captain america is going against him because the leader is usually a, a hulk thing but right but well, the still hulk though, is not allowed to have his own solo movies though so yeah <laughs> well, uh, so it can't be a hulk movie but it, right what this might mean though if we're looking at red hulk it, you know at least uh general ross coming back um as an actor that we all like love for v- different reasons um and then you know we're gonna we're gonna have I'm thinking Red Hulk is probably gonna be in New World Order. That's like the, I'm I'm calling that now. I think I'm thinking Red Hulk in New World Order. But especially with the leader being there, someone who studies gamma radiation and General Ross with his you know, like fascination with Hulkery and and, and also uh That's you know the new scent, Hulkery. Yeah, trying to develop super soldiers like he did with Abomination, which probably means the return of Abomination. I'm thinking this is gonna be the final episode of She-Hulk that almost happened. You know what I mean? Like, just a bunch <laughs> of Hulks are going to show up here. Yeah, and Anthony Mackie as Captain America is just like, what the hell is this and why? Yeah, and if Hulk shows up, probably means Scar is going to show up. You know, like, this could be a big, big thing for the uh, for the MCU. It's a big Hulk-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it... It's inter- I agree completely that it's interesting that it's a, a Captain America movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because it it's one thing. Okay, maybe I'm overstepping. Maybe it's it just it, if you're already getting two Hulks in there with the leader, and it just feels like Hulk's got to be there, right? Yeah, I mean, and you, then you you've got, got three Hulks. two Hulk related uh, uh, antagonists. Yeah, and if you had a seesaw. And you put Anthony Mackie on one side and three Hulks on the other. It's going to be really hard for him to balance. He's just going to get launched straight into the air. Agreed. He's going to end up on Sakaar. And yeah. like, it just, that's where all things, all things that get just get launched randomly into the air that we don't know where they're going. They end up on Sakaar. That's what yeah, we learned. Yeah, they end up on Sakaar. We learned that in a Ultron and in a She-Hulk. Yep. <laughs> So you got to put something big and meaty to balance it, right? Yeah. So who's gonna, who would be the balancing for that? <laughs> Obviously, the Hulk. Hmm. True. But but my point is like to balance the plot lines. Like, 
Oh. If, if it's going to feel so much like a Hulk movie, even though, but is it going to be a Hulk movie in name only? But that feels shitty to do to Anthony Mackie is his first time yeah. out as Cap. You know, I don't want the first time he's out as Cap to be like taken over by Hulks. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen also Carl Lumley is coming back as Isaiah Bradley. Oh, for uh, New World Order or just in Yeah, for form? New World Order. Interesting. So the guy who was like, no, you shouldn't like, I don't want anything to do with that shield. You know, the stars and stripes are not for me because he was in the super soldier program. Mm-hmm. Like him being him, having been in the super soldier program and general Ross being such a, a proponent, you know, in the incredible Hulk, when he gave Emil Blonsky, the, um, you know, the, the pieces that he needed to, to do some early changing before getting gamma radiated. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like it's going to be a big part of that, or I, I feel like that is going to be the whole thing. Is like, how does, um, how does the Hulk and that whole Super Soldier program translate into Captain America, and like, what does that mean for the future? Because like, mm-hmm. we've seen in Emil Blonsky and in She Hulk, and I guess you know soon in the leader that like. Hulk's blood or or Banner's blood getting into the hands and heads of others <laughs> is not great. You know, it can cause undesired side effects. Right. Well, it can cause more hulking apparently. It can cause um, more hulks. Yeah. So, if that's if that's the case, it does feel like this might be a good place also for the power broker. Um, yep. If if they're working with like all the super soldier serum stuff and the yep. Hulk, if they're like coming up with just like a way to keep generating Hulks, uh, and then General Ross, uh, you know, takes his own medicine there. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy man. I, I, it just it just seems like New World Order is is becoming a Hulk fest, which I don't I don't know how I feel about for the purposes of Captain America. Yeah. New World Order sounds. Eerily similar to World War Hulk. It doesn't doesn't not sound like that. <laughs> Except that World War Hulk was or no. World War Hulk was when he came back and was mad. Planet yeah. Hulk is when he went to Sakar. Yeah. Had a kid. Yeah. Which apparently happened off screen. <laughs> Somebody said something about like if I see one more like major Hulk development happen off screen. I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> it, it does suck that like he can't have his own movies, so they just keep like advancing his plot forward in a weird way. Yeah, he comes back like, "Hey, things happened. Uh, I'm at this stage in my life now." Mm-hmm. Okay, so what do you think about Harrison Ford of it all? Do you think he's a good call? I, you know, I think he's a he's a great call. He's he's got the the grit to be that character to be the the. I don't want to say angsty. Angsty is the wrong word, but like that. Curmudgeony. Curmudgeony. Yeah. Curmudgeony is the, is probably the right word. He's got that, that curmudgeony sense to him. Like, I just, I feel like he's going to be walking around like, that's not how the Hulk works. (laughs) Yeah. You can't look, look at smug Hulk over here, man. I rewatched G Hulk tonight. And I noticed that when she calls Hulk, she has him in her phone as Smug Hulk. I had missed yep. that on the first Smug viewing. Smug Hulk. Uh, in the finale. It's so good. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, and he's MIA. Well, I, I'm excited about it. it. It's a little strange. I don't know. He's 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 Harrison Ford. Like I, I cannot see past him as Harrison Ford. Um, and he's so many other beloved characters that it's hard to look at him and not see Indiana Jones or Han Solo. You know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But he is older. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I'm surprised Disney got him to do it because he did not seem very keen on like returning. I mean, he, all the way back in a uh, like Star Wars, like in Empire Strikes Back. I think they he wanted them to kill him because he was like, yeah, this character has no more growth to do. Like he's been wanting to <laughs> like he's been wanting to die in Star Wars for a really long time. <laughs> and then you know, uh, Indy. Maybe, maybe, maybe he should have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see how uh, this we'll what see, the sixth we'll indie, plays out. fifth fifth indie films coming soon. Uh, yeah, it's the fifth one. Yeah, God, because Kingdom of the Crystal Skull happened and was just so bad. Yeah, it's it's got it's bad. I don't think it's bad for all the reasons everyone everyone does. I think there's some like fine moments, but there's some really dumb stuff in there too. I feel like some of the some of the listeners are like, oh, we're going into an Indiana Jones uh, tangent now. Tangent? Do you want to? Like, what, what What don't you like about Crystal Skull? Come on, do it. Oh, my God. Let's have this conversation. And I, I mean, come on. Nope. We, we, do these, we do these so much. I don't think we've ever discussed our, our you know, reasons for disliking Crystal Skull. You, you know what? Yeah, we probably have. Eight years ago, we probably had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we probably did. <laughs> Yeah, I'm vaguely remembering having this on a podcast at some point, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. I guess they'll just have to flip through our back catalog to find yeah. it. Somebody, somebody let us know. Uh, everyone split up the work and everyone listened to one episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there, if we all but, come together, we can do this. The, the thing that I do love about Crystal Skull. Oh, here we go. That people do hate about Crystal Skull is the ending. People hate the alien thing, and I like, I think it's perfect. It's exactly what every other Indiana Jones movie has done. It's like there's a mystical thing, he goes after it, and then you find out the thing was real. Like, it, it, like that's what happens in every other version of this thing, and it turns out the Crystal Skull was an interdimensional being, just like the, everyone thought it was, like just like the mythos around it was. Like, I think that's perfect. And everyone was like, ugh aliens jump the shark i'm like what about like god melting a nazi faces like come on <laughs> just 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 ride with me here just come on ride people. with me like his dad did <laughs> sidecar me real quick please side, 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 get get on the, get in the sidecar so that, that i just kept uh, for the over the years i kept having people like yell about that and i was just like it's totally fine like it's exactly what indiana jones is about I didn't think get in, bad. loser. We're doing aliens. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. What's the? What's the? What's the new one going to be? Like, you know, I guess where all have the they other, not gone. <laughs> where have they not gone? Like, what's the next frontier? For uh, uh, it sounds like space. So it does sound like space. It sounds like you you went to space. <laughs> I did. I did. I mean, he already <laughs> he already did interdimensional. Yeah. Who knows. <laughs> He didn't go to the other dimension, though. That's true. That's true. He never does. Like, like I love that, you know, the whole thing about the Holy Grail. Like, they, they fight for it. They do all this stuff. And then in the end, it's what saves his life, you know? Like, it's the thing. Like, like, 
I just I love it. I love the way those end. I loved in in Raiders how uh, how like the Ark of the Covenant does its thing, like completely wrecks everyone, and then he just kind of shows up. Like he doesn't really save the day at all. He no. just kind of shows up after everything happens, and he's like, "Oh, well, that looks like that sucked for you guys." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I, it was it was hilarious. Now the I thing love, that I really I love those movies. The thing that I really didn't like about uh, Crystal Skull was Kate uh, Blanchett as a Russian was not good. Oh, okay, interesting. Just like, the accent was terrible? Yeah, well, the accent didn't stick. She kept doing the, the terrible Russian accent, which I love a, a good, terrible accent, right? Like an overzealous accent, but like she couldn't get it to stick through the name Dr. Jones. Like, she would be talking in a Russian accent, but then break into her English for Dr. Jones. Mm. And it was so weird. That's and it terrible. put me out of the movie every time. Interesting. That's terrible. I don't, I don't hear the voices that close. I don't, yeah, I mean, I probably would have noticed. That's not good, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me as much. The, yeah. the, the scene that I do hate and find unforgivable. The fridge? No, I love the fridge. Oh, you love That's, the fridge? Okay. I'm a, I'm a fridge defender. Because that is, <laughs> I'm, that is that is peak indie ridiculousness. That is, it is. When he like lines up six guys in like uh, what? What is the? Oh gosh, what's the one that he's in with his father? That's not Lost Ark. That's Holy Grail. Search for the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Um, when he lines up six dudes in that movie and shoots one bullet through six dudes, that's the same kind of shit, man. Like it's just sometimes he gets away with crazy, ridiculous things, and like. <laughs> It feels so directly out of an Indiana Jones movie to me when that fridge lands and it tips tips over and it says lead lined and it's like, oh, fine, fine, Indy, you escaped again. Like it just that feels exactly out of those 80s movies. It's ridiculous by like modern day whatever standards. But like, yeah, I love it. I think it's so funny. Um, But uh, it's the physics that that really is. Right, right, right. uh, I I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know, remember how far he flies. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 Because there were people like literally like, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki who were thrown off their feet and like flew and still survived the bomb. Like there is an area of the blast radius that you can be far enough away to not die, but be close enough to still get thrown. There are stories. There are stories. Uh, the, no, the scene I hate and is unforgivable is Mutt Williams uh, swinging with the monkeys. I think that scene oh, yeah. is terrible. That scene yeah, that is real bad. so bad. Him like learning <laughs> to swing from the monkeys. I don't know. Yep. That scene is not like that scene has none of the cool fun of Indiana Jones. It's not. It's ridiculous in a totally different way that yeah, I hate. That was like that was like kids fantasy Tarzan ridiculousness. Exactly. That- that has no bearing like none of it has any bearing in reality but like this that part especially was just mm-hmm. like that's too far it's like, it's, i mean it all has like a cartoony uh indies kind of a rubber man element to it all the time but like sure. that just feels like no 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 now the the thing that i loved in that movie though that was like holy crap indies got balls 
was when he pops up in front of the guy that had the blowgun and just blows the dart back into that guy's throat before oh, gosh, yeah. he can shoot it at him. Like, whoo! Talk so, about cojones. Sounds like me and you need you need to do bingers when uh, Indy Five comes out. We need to do okay in, Indy <laughs> bingers because I I've seen like Kingdom of the Crystal Soul. I all this discussion is like vague memories from you know yeah. twenty years ago when I watched it in theaters however long ago. <laughs> it was a hot minute ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all that tangent to get back around to Harrison Ford is going to be great. As yeah, as General I, Ross, I, ho- I hope so. Yeah, I think if his heart's in it, he'll be great. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, uh, speaking of hearts, uh, there's a rumor that Ironheart is going to mm, see. Good segue. I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, I called it especially, out. I ruined it. Especially I ruined when it. we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> good segues have to be talked about. I love to ruin your segues. <laughs> Thank you. By Thank being you. complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so so, so yes, big yeah. rumor, big rumor, big Ironheart. rumor, big rumor. Still, uh, like very like giant grain of salt, but, but reported by Deadline. So fairly good source, but it's a rumor. Yeah, uh, apparently sources close to Deadline and close to the Ironheart property have seen Sasha, Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen on like in the area of UK's Pinewood Studios near the the Marvel areas, like the Marvel facilities at Pinewood Studios in the UK, and the talk, the rumor mill has churned that he would likely be playing the part of Mephisto in Ironheart. And normally we like to stay away from rumors around here as far as like news talk. Cause but you rumors... love to stay close to Mephisto all the time. So there's no well, way to <laughs> stay Exactly. <with> <laughs> like I, I have to bring it up in that Mephisto is already in the MCU. Like mm. we saw him all through WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like, I, I absolutely truly would confirmed. not agree with, disagree with you about that. <laughs> I don't know why they're just now casting him. He's been there the whole time. Yeah, it is strange that he, you know, that actor wasn't credited. (laughs) With all those scenes, he was clearly in. (laughs) His character was clear. It's it's probably just a a recasting kind of thing. Mephisto's going to show up and be like, I'm here. It's me. Get over it. (laughs) Squawk! Oh, if they do a a stork squawking Mephisto, like <laughs> if they do that in Ironheart, I'm I'm gonna know that that was for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was that was specifically that was for me and Ashley. Listen, if the stork shows back up as like as a part of Mephisto, or Mephisto causes a stork to appear in, in or something, I will concede that that was a reference to Mephisto. Hell and yeah, maybe even. That that he squawked Mephisto, but as of now, I see I see nor hear any syllables of evidence. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta open your mind, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I wasn't on enough drugs when I watched it. <laughs> gotta keep That's up what with I'm you saying. Guys. Take more drugs. <laughs> if 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 any lesson could be gleaned from this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, kids. Stay off drugs. 
stay away from them. God, man, we got feedback from an 11-year-old this week. Like, we can't mm. be talking about drugs. No, nope, no good. No good. No good. Uh, so, so, Sasha Baron Cohen, I think he's a great choice for Mephisto. He's got well, yeah. gravitas. He can really pull off, like, uh, menace and f- the fun of that sort of, like, devilish type character. Like, I really think he'd be a wonderful Mephisto. Absolutely, Absolutely. great. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's they're saying it might be an iron heart is what's uh kind of blowing me away it's weird right like that's a weird property to put mephisto in he's normally up against like dr strange scarlet witch uh you know anybody else mystical like ghost rider like mm-hmm. iron heart's not a mystical realm right type but of the, character the one thing that i find interesting about it is a big theme of iron man like in comics, is often he's facing the Mandarin or other characters like, and it's like the technology versus magic. And there's mm. been a lot of talk over the years about how like people were upset that Iron Man didn't get into technology versus magic. You know, like that was that was never really a thing. Um, right. And I think it would be interesting if they sort of transpose that over to Ironheart, and they're like, yeah, so we never got to do this because the creative teams behind Iron Man were to keep him grounded but now that we're in the mystical let's do it let's see like a uh an iron man successor actually like fight magical uh things because it is interesting when you go just like tech for tech we've seen that happen so many times and iron man always comes out on top because he just designs better tech makes better decisions with it but if you put that tech hero and then suddenly they're in this like mystical realm of whatever and they're like i don't know how to fight this magic you know it's kind of fun this is gods and monsters and nothing we were ever trained for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see how that could be fun. I can see how that could be uh, a solid place to put him. Now, there's also other parts of the rumors that he's going to show up in further properties, like more properties, like they signed him for several different properties, uh, several different appearances. Had to, have to. If you're doing Mephisto. You have to. And the obvious choice for the next one, uh, you know, out of all of the things that are coming up is like, is Agatha Coven of Chaos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that would be a a huge one. Something, something that that makes me think of just bringing up the House of uh, Chaos or whatever, like. um, Coven of Chaos. Coven of Chaos, sorry. House of Harkness. It was originally called. Yeah. Uh, So Agatha, bring up that show makes me even think about the fact that like Ironheart is a TV show, not a movie. Right. And yeah. so introducing such a large character who might show up in you know, everything and be a big player, uh, like introducing him in these TV shows. That's an interesting thing to do. I dig it. Yeah. Especially yeah. such a big actor being is being cast and coming in on an Ironheart. Yeah. And then like with it being a TV show, we could have more time with him, get to mm-hmm. better understand that character. Like, I, I feel like we we have understood the characters within these TV shows a lot better, you know, a lot more intimately because we got so much more time with them. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I say I said that as if it's a weird thing that we're getting it, but we also got Kang introduced that way. Yeah, we so did. like uh, yeah, if they can, if they can bring about an introduction to Mephisto that is as climactic and interesting as the introduction of He Who Remains. It could be amazing. The thing that kind of shocks me about him being introduced to it now is that we're in the middle of the multiverse saga, which I know he's like part of a different realm or something, but like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like all roads are leading to Kang and the secret wars. 
how does Mephisto fit into all of that, you know? Well, they could be doing a... Ooh, that would be cool, actually. They could be doing kind of a riff on what happened in the Infinity Gauntlet uh, arc, story arc. Mephisto was kind of the the honey in Thanos' ear kind of guy Mm. in the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, look, you can do all these great things with this Infinity Gauntlet that you've collected all the stones. And, like, you, you you built a monument in space that is your name. Like, look how great you are. You are a god. And then... (laughs) <laughs> when he was like the the lady death has has spurned you for so long and now she's she's bound to recognize your power but you have to give her a show of power and that's when Thanos snapped away half of all existence and then she spurned him again he's like oh it looks like you're too powerful for her she doesn't like that at all like Mephisto was was just pulling the strings of the of the puppets he was mm. he's he's the guy behind everything so there could be, it could be that sort of thing, but like he's playing Agatha, he's playing Kang to bring all realities crashing down or whatever. Um, he could be, ooh, that would be neat. It might be neat if he's the one pulling the strings to bring everything together for Secret War, mm-hmm. or yeah, Secret Wars, and like wants to rule his own little dimension like that be god emperor mephisto yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. We, we've all kind of assumed it'd be kang sitting at the end of time but what if like kang is defeated by mephisto and like mephisto you kind of picks up the pieces of all reality that he's created or way he's controlling reality and creates something like secret wars and then he pr- replaces someone like the beyonder or dr doom who he becomes the puppet master of a like which that seems like a great role for sasha baron cohen like Really Puppet does. master of Secret Wars would be really... He'd be so fun as that. <laughs> he would be awesome as that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great idea. You're welcome, Feige. Yep. I know you've already got the whole thing mapped out, but you're welcome. Cut the check, K-E-V-I-N. Cut the check! <laughs> uh, so, one of the... Um, one of the other like interesting casting rumors that makes me think that he's definitely probably going to show up in... Definitely, probably that he's definitely mm-hmm. going to show up in uh, in Agatha. Um, is that there are two casting calls out right now um, that have been talked about around the internet? Um, one is for, or they both of them are for gay, like late teens characters or late teens males. Um, both of which fit the descriptions of Wiccan and Hulkling who in the in the young avengers comics were uh were a couple and were great heroes you know in the young avengers they did mm-hmm. eventually get married or whatever but agatha being so interested in wanda's kids in uh in the wandavision show and then her wanda's kids being like so tied to mephisto in the comics like kind of makes that that through line a lot more likely okay possible yeah yeah yeah. no that seems uh totally totally possible and we've been saying it for you know years that young avengers is coming you know i don't know how it's going to relate to the multiverse saga and how it will fit in but it seems like it's coming there's just too many pieces on the board yeah well uh do you want to get into the feedback so we got we got a few few more uh just feedbacks from all over the place um here in all over the verse 
You want to just dive right in? All right, so let's dive right in. We got one of our patrons. It looks like the name is Nietzsche or Niche or Nike. I don't know. Uh, hey, pandas, I just wanted to say that I have really been enjoying Matt's stories about his niece getting excited about the MCU. My son is turning one this December, and I can't wait for him to be old enough to watch the MCU. Uh, I've already thought about which movies he should watch and when, for example, will probably keep him on mostly origin stories in phase one until he's old enough for the weight of Civil War or Infinity War to really hit him. Meanwhile, as I am planning this out, my wife is looking at me like I've lost my mind. But that's why I love your cast, because I know you and all the other pandas out there understand my obsession. Mm -hmm. I'm praying my son loves the MCU as much as your niece loves Coulson. Until then, I'll mm -hmm. keep following your stellar coverage of all things Marvel. Thank you for everything you do. Niche. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's really, really cool that uh, you're, you're, you know planning out your kiddo's experience. I think to some degree, you just have to let them... I mean, especially my niece is 12 now, and she's getting that sort of teenage vibe of like, she only wants to watch what she wants to watch. She doesn't want me to have it on rails for her. But like, if you start a little younger, you might be able to like, you know, like you're saying, introduce it the way. Yeah. Uh, but she she started with like Multiverse of Madness, and, 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 I was, and she loved it, and was just like, Everyone said it was scary, but I did fine. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, she, she, it's so funny. She'll uh, she'll watch something purely because it's a, everyone says it's too scary or whatever. You know, she's like, like a, it's like a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, this one's pretty rough. I don't know. I don't know if you can take this Ultron one. And she's like, oh, we're gonna watch Ultron. <laughs> I love that. Got to figure out how to make them think it's their idea at that age. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> You're not allowed to go brush your teeth. <laughs> I'll show you. Oof. This new toothpaste, it's pretty uh it's pretty stout. Yeah, I don't know if you can yeah. take it. It's really for a, it's really for adults. I mean it's fine. You can do it, but it's like it's really it's, it's you know, you gotta show your strength in uh, brushing your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear these vegetables, they're uh they're really only for the people who, you know, know how to deal with themselves, know how to handle yeah, yeah. themselves. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's probably too much for you. <laughs> no, 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 you just eat your chicken nuggets. These vegetables are for the adults. Yeah. That's actually, like, not a bad idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to employ that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to make them think it's their idea. Mm -hmm. It's mine. Mm -hmm. It's a Tom Sawyer thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Except not fun. you got to make it look scary. Teenagers are weird. Teenagers are weird. They're kind of the worst people. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking a lot about that. Like t t teaching a people how to be better people. Like my, my friend always says this thing: like to, to build a better society, the thing we have to do is come up with the better story. Like what? Like what is the better story for us all to sort of buy into? Which is one of the reasons I like uh, analyzing all these stories. You know. Um, is yeah. the idea, and, and, and you know, like religion Trying tries to find a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, religion tries that. All of our media is trying that, like to tell a story, to sort of communicate ideals, and I communicate experiences and everything. And it's it's a complex tapestry of you know all these different stories that sort of like guide our society, like teach us who we want to be. You know, who who is the hero of this and why, and then it makes us strive to be that. You know, um, yeah. But I, I was I was thinking about that, and one of the, thing, the things I think we've got to start like instilling is just like 
it's okay to learn because <laughs> I think like I'm just like realizing how many people in this society are like it, and, and it comes from a very young age. It's like we are shame, ashamed of be having been wrong instead of like learning and being like, I know a new thing. L- look, I didn't know this before. Here's a new thing I learned. It's like, yeah. no, I know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not like, behind the times. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I didn't didn't take me a while to figure something out. I, I knew from the beginning. I've, I've, of course, every I'm naturally this good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like no, no, I no. I was born this good. And I think that comes from the stories that we tell a little bit. Like all of our heroes, most of them are like born into it, born into power, or born into like. We have very few heroes who like really work and work and work and work and work. And I think that's like. To like become what they are, you know what I mean? Even like you know, Tony Stark, uh, <laughs> like whatever, like he's like born boy genius, you know. And then there's yep. like naturally yeah, brilliant, naturally brilliant. And even like uh, whatever, Doctor Strange worked really hard, but he also like just had better. He's better adept at it, you know. He's just smarter at making magic than other people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about. You might like. Uh, there's an anime out there that's been super popular here lately. Um, and I know you're not really an anime fan, but, uh, it is one where the hero, like he's gotten a lot better at his craft and it is just that he is working day in, day out to, to train himself. Um, there's no, like there's no secret bullet or there's no magic bullet. There's no secret formula. There's nothing yeah. special. No super just has soldier to put in the work serum. Yeah, and uh, the the anime is Demon Slayer. Oh, she loves Demon Slayer. Oh, well, this. there you go. <laughs> so she's already, the work. she's already learned that lesson. She's good. Yeah, she's learned the you got to do hard work lesson from Tanjiro. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't necessarily talking about her, just like in general of society. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I did not know so, that about Demon Slayer. We need to force society to watch Demon Slayer. <laughs> force, yeah. yes. That is definitely my uh, prescriptive solution. <laughs> All right, so our next one up, uh, we got Jens Nielsen uh, says, Hi, MCU podcast gurus. Mm. Oh, no. We, we may have a misconception here. Yeah, no, no, no. We're MCU podcast gurus. Not like... Oh, know, we're gurus of that, the podcast. Yeah, of, not... of, this speci- of, of this specific podcast. Right. Okay. That's, that's, prob- that's probably the only thing we're experts in. Yeah, that's safer. <laughs> in truth, in truth, we we just had a conversation 15 minutes ago about how we didn't remember if we'd had this conversation on the podcast before. So maybe we're not even that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jens says, my name is Jens, and uh, this is the first time I'm writing to you. I have a wish that Quake and her companions will appear in the Marvels, because when we left them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were in space. Thanks for a really good show from me in Sweden. It's true. Ah, Svenska. In space. Yeah. Know this, son of Nil. <laughs> um, or, no, yeah, it's son. Uh, I would love that, too. Like, there's, I don't think there's a panda around that would not want Quake and company. Quake and co, if you will. Qu- Quakeson? Because Coulson? Mm-hmm. No. Anyway, uh, I don't think there's a panda around that would not want Quake and her crew to show up in any part of the Marvel verse, like the MCU proper. Yeah, it would be really nice to see them acknowledge it. I think if we get it, it will be Secret Wars because I do think that they did a lot 
to put that in. Uh, unfortunately, well, they didn't do a lot to connect it to the MCU in the last few seasons. And so it starts to feel like, oh, well, this is just, this is like an alternate universe, pretty much. Like, it seems like everything yeah. after Avengers, which is the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D., it seems like him being brought back is something that happened, you know, in, a, in an offshoot universe, which is a bummer. Because who else brought the helicarrier to the Avengers in Age of Ultron? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Fury just says, you know, a friend had it packed in mothballs or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Like, mm. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, they they very deliberately don't actually connect it, and or like from the, the the movie doesn't actually connect it to the TV show. The TV show it's is very clearly trying to be like, look, look, we brought that <laughs> We're here. Yeah, that was us from down here. <laughs> I <laughs> give me credit. Please look at me. <laughs> give me hella credit. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Monica Moore said, Hey, Matt and Jeff, I was just listening to your episode on October 3rd about general feedback. There was the question about if Moon Knight occurs in a different universe than the one we know. Uh, in one of the early episodes, I can't remember which, a bus in the background has a poster for the Global Repatriation Council discussed in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This was the group responding to the scramble of uh, people post-blip, so I do think Moon Knight is still in our MCU. Hope this clears it up. Latest gay is Monica. Yes. Thank you, Monica. That is that is definitely true. We definitely talked about it at the time, but I had forgotten. So, um, does se- that does seem... I mean, obviously... Obviously, when you're talking about other universes, any universe could be just slightly different than ours. But, like, the fact that that connects makes me feel like she's right. (laughs) Yeah, it was the Global Repatriation Council, but it was spelled (laughs) C-O-U-N-S-E-L instead of (laughs) C-I-L. And that's the difference. That's what sets it into a different universe. That's it. It's all. That's the only difference between the uh, Moon Knight universe. Like Moon Knight still happens, but it's just spelled different, spelled the right way yeah. or whatever. Moon Knight's just spelled differently. <laughs> yeah, Moon. <laughs> I mean, something as big as turning back the sky thousands of years mm-hmm. is a huge deal. If we're just talking physics, like yeah, you're talking about the Earth going somewhere else. In space, somewhere where mm, it is yeah. n- like it's not there anymore, it is well, really past that area. Really, you're talking about reversing the movement of the cogs of the universe, like the entire universe. Yeah. Everything would, has to shift back. Yeah, it has to go back to be able to see the night sky properly. So, uh, the, it's not even just an Earth thing. The entirety of the universe would have to spin backwards. Which yeah. you know, you could say it's just some sort of like visual thing happening only. But if it's a visual thing that's happening, like, if it's local to them in that area or whatever, like, why couldn't it be local to just Moon Knight and co? Right. I totally agree. I mean, it does definitely seems like a big deal. Like, we we talk a lot about the, you know, the big statue from Eternals sticking out of the sea, but, like, the sky turning backwards is another really big one. The world is getting weird, man, in Marvel's, in the MCU. (laughs) Like if you I, lived if you lived there, you'd you'd be looking to move. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to live in a population center. Yeah, which brings us to the multiverse saga, right? Got to move to a different universe. That's really like 
Kang's whole plan. Like, it's getting weird around here. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's, that's the whole reason. He's just mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Alyssa Peterson sent us an email. Hello, Stranded Panda crew. I've been Whoa. listening since WandaVision and absolutely love your podcast to get more Marvel content and hear what y'all have to say. I wanted to share that I just finished watching Daredevil and am super excited to hear that there is a new series continuing where the series left off. I personally would love to see it have the same level of mature content that the original show had. That is all. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait to listen to what you guys have to say about all the upcoming Marvel projects. I think we all agree with you, Alyssa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what a great experience to just have finished Daredevil and then to know there's this big one coming up. Yeah, must be Mm. nice. Must be nice. We've been sitting here for years demanding more Matt Murdock. Uh, my niece didn't really get into Daredevil. My my mom watched the entire thing, and, and my niece was kind of like, oh, can we watch this or that? But we just watched the She-Hulk finale tonight, and yeah. um, after seeing Daredevil and Jen have their relationship, <laughs> Skyler was like, oh, okay, I gotta watch Daredevil now. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Nice. Awesome. It's your idea. <laughs> I didn't do that on yeah. purpose. It's your idea the whole the whole time. <laughs> I would I would love for Daredevil like the Born Again series that's coming. I would love for that to be like I would I would love for that to be as fantastical as it was in She-Hulk or like he his power, his ability as fantastical as it was in She-Hulk cuz like while the imps- or while the Netflix verse that daredevil series was a lot more grounded it was you know it was it was very much like this is a real person doing real person things he cannot like he can't jump off a building and survive yeah he has to be very specific about how he does things and like that's fine that's the story that they were telling cool Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe we can go a little closer to comics accurate because like yeah he does some pretty fantastical things in comics. Oh, yeah. It, it was sure. pretty fun. Man without fear, baby. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I always just think, it, I mean, he's, he's called Daredevil. Like, I want to see him do some, like, high-flying stuff. Yeah. I want to see him, like, doing some stuff that people are like, whoa, how? Wh-? No, sir. Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, I, know, I see. I'm being encouraged. I, I try. To, I try not to be the guy who's just telling stories about his kids. You know what I mean? Or like in this yeah. case, my niece. Um, but now I've, I was just encouraged by that uh, person writing in. So here's another one. Uh, <laughs> you want to hear the worst thing? The worst thing. Throw She's, it on me. She said She's tonight. Twelve. That's the worst thing. <laughs> that's it. Uh, no, she said. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so terrible. She was like. You know what makes me sad? And I was like, what's that? She's like, all these guys don't want to date Jen. Because I guess <laughs> all these guys don't want to date Jen, Jen. And now the one guy who will, he's blind. He can't see her. <laughs> so he doesn't know. That, oh, no. He doesn't know how hideous, how utterly hideous Tatiana Mislani is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no isn't that terrible oh, i was like no oh no skylar i hear a lot of people's takes on this about this show like a lot of people <laughs> have told me what they think of this show that's the worst thing i've heard good job <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all those horror movies. <laughs> what a little dark panda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw like I saw a picture on I was I think I was scrolling through Facebook one day and I saw a picture that was like the most unbelievable thing about She Hulk is them trying to convince me that nobody wants to date Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. And I was yeah, like yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. She is gorgeous. The only thing that makes that believable, and I'm not uh I'm not saying it is, because Tatiana Maslany is absolutely gorgeous, is that she doesn't try to dress all like she's never decked out except for a She-Hulk. And like, she's always kind of wearing frumpy uh, clothes and she lives in LA. That's the, that's the thing that like, like I've, I've gone through LA and like just everyone's dr- dress is a little heightened in LA and New York. Mm. Like the bigger city centers just always like people dress better. They look a little better. And Tatiana, oh, no. as I, as she, she is amazing. Uh, beautiful. But I think her character is specifically written to like kind of dress down and not really. Yeah. You know, she, it's like uh, Nikki said, um, you're using your business photo for Tinder. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> not trying to look yeah. like cute or that sexy. Professional she's headshot. Like, that's right. Professional she's headshot. To, I mean, she's trying to, to rest on the, or not, not necessarily rest on her laurels, but like she's, she's trying to promote the thing that she likes about herself is Agreed. that she has accomplished being a lawyer and like is a smart an independent woman and like that's hot you know (laughs) totally agree but i think that's the point is like la is known for being a little superficial and i think that like i mean you know you 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 about to move out there so you're gonna i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just like (laughs) everybody in la is awful if that's the case (laughs) no i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna set the record straight i'm gonna crack some skulls when i get out there yeah gosh we're gonna fix it we're gonna fix it. <laughs> Jeff takes LA. Yeah, <laughs> like a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> the frumpy Avenger. Oh, <laughs> not calling you that. I'm saying like, you know, you're you're fighting for the people that are that are not dressing to the nines. <laughs> yeah, out in LA. What the t- the t shirt and uh. What's wrong with my t-shirt and cargo shorts? <laughs> I was about to say t-shirt and cargo shorts, and then I realized, no, that's literally what Jeff wears all the time. That'll feel like I'm actually saying you and not just yeah, like... Yeah, feels like an attack, and it's personal, and I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, what's the, like, you know, dress down like not trying guys uniform and i was like oh t-shirt and cargo shorts and oh, then and then you jeff's were like closet you That's mean what it jeff's is. entire closet yeah <laughs> but you know what you're wearing a collared shirt and guess what i'm, I'm wearing? wearing a polo t-shirt and cargo shorts baby you hear those snaps cargo shorts with snap pockets even worse oh yeah. the only thing that could be better is velcro <laughs> that is that is trying less yes you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's most of my cargo shorts <laughs> this is honestly though this is much nicer than i normally look like from the waist down when podcasting <laughs> well that's great <laughs> I'm, I'm just in my work attire i like yeah I unloaded my pockets and then just kind of like flop down on the bed like i'm so tired mm-hmm. you know I ever hear, since i, I was that. like hey i'm leaving they're like oh 
do a lot of extra work and we need information out of you. I'm like, you guys should have been learning this crap for the past year and however long I've been here. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Man, it's so hard keeping good people. I just found a, one of my best drummers is moving to like Minnesota, I believe he said. Of all places. Yeah, I don't, I got it. I haven't, he just told me that on a text today. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Yeah, so I've got like 15 gigs like for the re- for the next six months that he's supposed to play on that I now have to fill. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> one of them being this Saturday. So I'm like, damn, oh, okay, I got a lot of work to do. Oh, that's yeah. not great. Mm-hmm. So when, when's he moving? He's moving in two weeks. This Saturday was actually okay. unrelated to the move. He was calling me to cancel uh, on me for a totally different reason. And he's like, by the way, also 15 more. It's like, damn. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, oh, no. You don't want to stay for me? Like, I, I felt like I was saying the same thing, like, your your bosses are saying. I'm like, but don't. <laughs> yeah, but could you not, though? I, I know this is probably the right thing for your family and your career, but but don't. <laughs> but don't, though? <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely what uh, everybody, I feel like one of my coworkers is like, you should hold out for more money. Like, just don't take this one. <laughs> just hold out for more. Mm-hmm. Like, get 30K more. Mm. And I was like, ah, no, it's already pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm real happy for you. Thank um, you. Me but too. I'm, I'm sad that you're leaving, but I know that's been established no. for a while, but I'm sad that you're going. But uh, I'm definitely going to come doing, We've been doing remote podcasts for so long it's now. It's true. It's fine. But then you can't come over and play board games. We just have to do them on BoardGameGeek. Yeah. Com- or BoardGameArena, rather. BoardGameArena. I love BoardGameArena. By Those the way, everybody, if you like board games, BoardGameArena, this is a free plug for BoardGameArena. <laughs> it's like, they've got like, I don't know, 50, uh, probably a couple hundred board games. bajillion. Yeah, tons of board games, and you can just, as long as one person has a paid account, which is like $20 a year, I think, something like that. Yeah, it's super cheap. As long as one person has a paid account, you can connect with your friends on there and just play, and it's it's great. It's wonderful. It is a ton of fun. Anyway, uh, back to feedback. We've tangented so hard. For real. Uh, Ryan Murray sent us an email. Hey guys, hope y'all are doing well. I can relate to everyone saying they get excited for the Spotify notifications. You guys are doing great work and I love y'all. Anyway, I'll get to the point. I'm seeing lots of videos on YouTube about Phase 4 maybe lacking direction. Obviously, there are other channels that are explaining it out too, but still, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. I see so many different directions myself. I see the relation between Loki and DS Mom, but like the celestial poking out the ocean, the multiverse, Thunderbolts, the beacon from Shang-Chi. Now we've got Gore the God Butcher and the Mega Gods and Thor. Also, how do they plan to bring mutants in? Also, also, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel coming out, and these all seem to only slightly reference each other. I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but I still have massive trust in Feige and the Marvel team to show us the real big picture movie soon. Love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. P.S. I'm writing this after just seeing the first episode of Miss Marvel, and it was a lot better than I thought and expected, like most characters I've never heard of. Very well shot and visually detailed, ex- uh, explaining, honestly, very excited for the rest of the show and excited to hear your guys talk about it. Later, skaters. Hmm. Sorry, Ryan. It took us so long to get down this far on the list of feedbacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the- <laughs> it's only been a few months. 
Yeah. Does Ryan even bad. still listen? <laughs> I hope you're still out there, Ryan. Um, <laughs> I hope you're okay. Come we back. Heard, we haven't heard from you in months. Um, <laughs> that we know of. He's been writing it every week. It just keeps getting added to the bottom. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, that's a good, good question. So we've talked about this a little bit, but like, yeah, it is. It does. It, it feels like it's all over the place. But what gives me solace in that is we really didn't have a whole lot of crossover in phase one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's basically four is the new doing. phase one. Yeah, and there's been a lot more crossover than in phase one, but it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's just the stories aren't ending in some like tidy way. If you go back to phase one, everything except for Avengers ends with just like whatever the bad guy is being taken down, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, just, and then there's a stinger for the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not tied together necessarily like this. Um, what is, what, what, you know what I found fascinating? I watched... Um, I watched a, I mentioned this YouTube channel and I'm going to mention it again. So you're welcome YouTube channel. You should mention us. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called <coughs> show and it talks about how like different cannons and how they almost fell apart or how they were like, you know, almost didn't happen or how the creative team came up with things at the last minute. And yeah. what I did not know when I was listening to this is that Joss Whedon put Thanos at the end of Avengers one all by himself like it was just his call he just did it to do it huh it was not like at that point not it would it was not the infinity saga like it was not supposed to be that who would it have been because like in avengers like in Avengers, the uh, the other was like you questioned him. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, he I think who put the scepter in your hands? Apparently, they just gave Joss Whedon a ton of creative control on it, and that whole thing was just his call. Like putting, ma- making Loki have a boss, and making it yeah. turn out to be Thanos in the last reel was like just something Whedon decided to do. <laughs> huh. Uh, according to this, uh, you know, and he had a lot of like interview references and stuff, but like. If that's true, that's crazy. Yeah. Because that, that, I mean, that set forth, the end of Avengers set forth what's going to happen the next, you decade. know, however long. Yeah, the, <laughs> almost decade of the, of the thing. So, yeah, that's kind of nuts. Um, if, that, if that is how, really how it, how it went down. Yeah, that's crazy. That, you know what else is crazy is if you look at total screen time, not counting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., total screen time of phases one through three, phase four beats all of them together because we've had so many shows that are, you know, six, seven hours long. And it feels like we've been with phase four for forever. Like, these characters have been here forever because of that. And, like... Maybe that's why maybe that's why it feels like phase four has little or no direction is because we've been with each of these properties for so long and it like we're we're at the point, you know, like a couple of years into where we should see we should be seeing some kind of something starting to form, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean we've you know, we've had the the announcement or whatever that uh, you know, Feige called phase four, five, and six the the multiverse arc saga Um, yeah or the multiverse saga like and you know that that's fine that 
gives us kind of a, a direction and we know that kang is going to be the big bad and like he showed up in loki and we've seen or he was hinted at i guess technically in loki and like mm-hmm. you know his his sort of backstory was was thrown out in in loki and like that's again that's fine that's great it still kind of feels like most of these different properties are going in a different direction from that but i mean they don't they don't necessarily have to be all tied together you know mm. like yeah. wh- do you remember i mean you obviously you remember when guardians happened everything else in the mcu so far had been on earth mm-hmm. and then guardians happened and it was cosmic and that was entirely separated from earth like this tiny little through line of like peter quill was from earth yeah i was looking over uh all the stuff i was kind of like when i was showing my niece all the stuff i was i was like showing her what i what we could watch i was like no 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 before we watch that you have to watch this and then this and i showed her all the movies in order and then we got to guardians which was supposed to be the next thing and i was like you can skip it like i mean we're gonna go we're gonna watch it eventually but like she really wanted to get through the cap story or whatever and she right. like wanted to know what happened next with Iron Man, and I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like, you, this is one that can be completely out of order. Like, it doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, it doesn't have to necessarily be in release order for Guardians because mm-hmm. it's 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 completely separate. Yeah, uh, I mean, you do have to watch it before Infinity War. Yep, because you know that at that point they come crashing together. Yeah, almost literally. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a little bit of through line with like the Collector, but like doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, meh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that same vein where we had, you know, we've got the Earthbound MCU part, we've got the cosmic part of the MCU. Like, I, I think Marvel has has done the legwork to establish, like, we've got the horror side, we've got the mystical side, we've got the space, you know, cosmic side with Captain Marvel and the Guardians and, um, you know, the, the Skrulls and... and that can come back to Earth, and we've got the Earth-based science side, and you know they've got all these different phases or these different yeah. facets to the MCU now. Yeah, you know what I think is the difference, really, uh, is that we've seen the Infinity Saga, and we know how these storylines do come back, and I, and I think they're being more deliberate with that. Like it's you know you watch. Thor one and and it could have just like that's the end of the Thor story you know it like doesn't feel like they're always setting something up they they would they would tease the next movie but like it's not always about like this story will continue this Thor story that has a through line that has to continue at that point we think Loki's gone I mean there's a little bit of like he can't get back to his his lady but that's about it um what what, what I find really interesting is like. It feels like everything they're intentionally leaving the threads open. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, every every story they do, it's sort of like laying out track for the next thing, which I mean is great. But when you're doing that in every storyline, and those storylines are not yet deliberately intersecting, you know, because the thing about Avengers, like none of the, if this is the new Phase One, Iron Man, Captain America, and Hulk had nothing to do with the plot that was coming for Avengers, which was just, um, you know, Loki, l- l- after his experience on Asgard with Thor, comes to Earth. 
Like that's the, and then basically Thor comes to earth and it's just, everybody gets called in cause it's a big threat, you know? So it could be yeah. something that easy is just like one of these plot lines that we see out here is going to get big enough for everyone to have to come into. But the thing is phase, this is the first time we've had a phase end without an Avengers movie. And instead we're getting black, black Panther. And so it's like, what I, I still will know in two weeks. Honestly, I yeah. think we'll know in two weeks if phase four is going to feel like it has some cohesion. Like, is, is phase four going to have more people in it? Is there going to be crossover with the multiverse? Is there going to be stuff that, that ties it together? Are we going to get some crazy cool uh, post-credit scene that propels the rest of this phase forward, you know? Or the rest of this uh, saga forward? Yeah. I, I just, I think that we, we may be missing that little bow tying a few things together to to be that you know that nice little package to say like oh yeah these are all connected in this way yeah but we know that they are all connected mm-hmm. because we've seen this happen and now like we've gotten so spoiled honestly like we've gotten so absolutely spoiled from the past uh 14 years of this you know MCU engine driving forward like we now we're expecting news every you know every san diego comic-con new york comic-con uh d23 expo you know we're expecting some sort of news to come out of some of those to be like okay you know we know casting for the next four years we know what movies are coming for the next eight years like you know we know the release dates when things are filming where they're good like we know all of these things when like we didn't know that we didn't have that sort of uh that sort of care i guess collectively like as a society back in like 2010 yeah. Yeah. you know the first phase like we're comparing this to phase 4 to phase 1 we keep saying that but the big difference i think is that phase 1 was four heroes we had four heroes movies five movies total five movies total but only four franchises and they were tying them together with a very deliberate movie. We knew was called Avengers, right? Yeah. This time we have 14 properties (laughs) and no stated team up film. You know what I mean? There are 14 properties in phase four and like none of, and there's no, there's no Avengers. So it's just like, okay, Wakanda forever. You got, is there, is there a last chance to tie things together? But it, it's, it has t- too much to do to be, it's not going to be the, let's bring Wanda and Falcon and Black Widow and Loki and Eternals and Shang-Chi and like, they're not going to all show up in Wakanda forever. You know, it's got too, you that movie has too much to do. <laughs> um, now, I guess the one through line we have had that has had like a connection is WandaVision connecting to Multiverse Madness. But other than that, like everything has been completely standalone and has not really interacted with each other. I like that though. I like that. We've got the different facets, you know? Oh, I take that black black widow connects. Yelena crosses over into, uh, into Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. We've had a little bit of crossovers, but not like, you know, (laughs) nothing on that scale. There's not a crossover movie. Yeah. It's just so many more properties to try to tie together. And I don't think they're trying yet. It seems like, so. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like the idea of them just leaving uh, a bunch of options out there that mm-hmm. uh, at any time they can pick this one back up. 
Oh, yeah. No, I, I like what they're doing a lot. It's just, I see why everyone's like, is this directional? And I don't, I don't, honestly, I just don't, kind of don't think phase four is directional. I just don't think it's leading somewhere. Unless I'm just totally wrong and Kang is going to come down and like fight, uh, you know, Namor and the new Black Panther all together. And it's going to be a big, like, <laughs> big moment, you know? Oh, that seems terrible. That seems absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I said it a few months ago, but my theory about, I don't know if you were here when I talked about this, but I have a, I found out that um, Jonathan Majors is playing um, in Ryan Coogler's third Creed movie. And Ryan Coogler really likes to use the same actors a lot, which as you've seen, he, he, he did Fruitvale Station with Michael B. Jordan. Then he went on to do Black Panther with him and Creed with him. Um, he tends to use the same actors a lot. And like, so when I saw that Kang was going to be in the third, uh, I was like, hmm, could it be? Could it be? Could he show up? <laughs> could Kang show up in, in Wakanda forever? Same director? Like, did they become friends on one or the other? And then he cast him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Totally could see that. If he's been like working, working behind the scenes. And we've also been talking about there being a big bad above Namor. You know what I mean? Or someone who's like pulling the strings and who, what, who, who pulls the strings, but Kang Mephisto. Well, we've discussed this. Mephisto's pulling Kang strings, right? Mephisto is pulling the strings to make Kang pull strings. Yeah. Marionette, mar- marionette, uh, Russian doll. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a Russian marionette. Yeah. Yeah, that's a marionette. <laughs> a marionette. No, 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 no. That's very Italian. Sorry. No, 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 no. The, the, the word, the word in Russian for no is "nyet," so it's a marionette. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> oh God, that's so dumb. So interesting point, though, that you bring up about Ryan Coogler, like his production company. Uh, is one of the ones that's working on Ironheart. Interesting. Riri Williams is first showing up in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're getting her in a few weeks, and then uh, her her series was next year. Her series is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, Klu- Ryan Coogler's production company is uh, is helping to create that. I don't know, man. We we might be seeing some more of these uh, Mephisto slash Kang slash things coming up. Yeah, hmm. I, I I think that uh, it's very possible. Absolutely very possible. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about what we what we got time for tonight. Um, we'll get back and man, we almost made it through all of the uh, all of the random feedback that's not tied to a property. Um, and, uh, we're going to be doing some more episodes this week. Uh, and, uh, if you, if you haven't heard me mention it yet, um, you should go give a five-star review to Bill and Ashley's terror theater. Also while you're there, giving a five-star review to us. Cause we have not gotten many of those lately. Cause we keep not mentioning it. Uh, <laughs> please give five-star reviews to us. Our, we have definitely like creeped, crept down the uh, list. Cause we just never mentioned five-star reviews anymore. Um, but Bill and Ashley Terror Theater is giving doing a giveaway right now, um, where you can uh, you they're going to give away a 
um, horror themed t-shirt uh, that th- they will choose. And um, yeah, so do that, do that. And uh, we'll be back soon, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.